Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to The Pastor's Study. Back in the 1500s in Europe, pretty much everybody believed in demons. And Martin Luther, the German uh, reformer, wrote this song back then in Germany. And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God has willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, that's the devil, we tremble not for him, his rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word, Jesus, shall fell him. <laughs> so today on this program, we're going to talk about demons, the day Jesus cast the demons into the pigs. And there's a story of some pastor that was going to preach on this, and somebody said, well, pastor, what's your sermon title? And he said, deviled ham. But um bump But today we're going to talk about that, that message. Would you turn to the story of Jesus casting demons into the pigs, Mark chapter 5, and let's learn about demons today. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we would pray if anyone is watching this show who's being troubled by demonic, satanic stuff, that you would set them free. And Lord, speak to us now as we open your word. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark chapter 5, starting at verse 1. They, Jesus and the disciples, came to the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had come out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. First lesson, demons exist. I mean, this was universally believed until, you know, more recent uh, centuries. Uh, demons exist. And it wasn't until more recently that we became too intelligent to believe in demons. Well, no, demons are real. Now the question is, where did they come from? What are the demons? And our best guess is this. Demons are probably fallen angels. If you read Jude 6, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, it talks about angels who rebelled and became the fallen angels. Well, it, the Bible doesn't spell this out, but probably that's what the demons are. Verse 3. And the demoniac had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one was able to bind him anymore, even with a chain, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Here's the next lesson. Satan can give supernatural strength. Just because someone has supernatural powers does not mean they are from God. They say that Mary Baker Eddy, founder of the Christian science cult, could do healings, could do miracles. Maybe she could, but that doesn't mean she's from God. 
years ago, even though I'm an old guy, I still, on a very rare occasion, if it saves me a lot of money, will stay in a youth hostel. So th this happened a few years ago. I'm out in Massachusetts sightseeing. There's a, a kind, sweet old lady that is running a youth hostel. A big old house. She lives in the, in the first level. The second level is the youth hostel. I had the whole youth hostel to myself. So she shows me my room and, and uh, what do you do for a living young man? And I said, uh, I'm a pastor. Oh, uh, wonderful. Isn't that wonderful? I'm a Christian scientist. And she went downstairs. And I'm just struggling. Lord, should I go downstairs and talk to this lady about the cult of Christian science? And, but then I thought, well, no, she's got her private space. And you know, I, I'll leave her. And all of a sudden, she knocks on my door. I open it. Here, pastor, I made you dinner. And she comes in with her tray. And can I sit down? Can we talk? And so we sat down and we talked. And I did it as lovingly as I could. I, I made the point Christian science is neither Christian nor scientific. Mary Baker Eddy doesn't believe, didn't believe sin exists or sickness exists. Well, if sin didn't exist, why did Jesus come to earth to die on the cross for us? I mean, it's a cult. But, you know, the reason this woman believed in Christian science is she said, it healed my father. Well, maybe it did, but the devil can do miracles. Let's look at verse 5. And constantly, night and day, among the tombs and in the mountains, this demoniac was crying out and gnashing himself, gashing himself with rocks. Here's the next lesson. Satan's goal is to destroy you. Jesus said in John 10, the thief has come to destroy. There's a story of a, a tour guide in Israel leading a bus full of tourists through, through the country. And he's at the microphone and he has the buses going through the countryside. You'll notice something here. In Arabic countries, the shepherd always drives the sheep in front of him. But here in, in, in Israel, you'll notice the shepherd always leads the sheep. The bus comes over the hill, and here's a man with a big flock of sheep, and he's driving them from behind. And maybe some of the tourists giggled, and the tour guide said, bus driver, stop. And he got a, I've never seen this. I've lived here my whole life. He said to the man, why are you driving? The shepherds always lead the sheep here. Not and the man said, yes, I know, but I'm not the shepherd. I'm the butcher and I'm driving them to market to be slaughtered. Satan is a butcher. He's out to destroy you. He's out to destroy the church. The reason we talk about false teaching and heresy in the church so much on this program is because Satan's job is to destroy the church. Satan is out to destroy you. Let's look at verse 6. And seeing Jesus from a distance, the demoniac ran up and bowed down before him, and crying out with a loud voice, he said, What do I have to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Here's the next lesson. <clears throat> Demons have supernatural knowledge. When Jesus was on earth, almost nobody knew who he really was. The demons knew. So just because somebody has some kind of supernatural knowledge does not mean they are from God. Hallelujah, it's off the air, but there used to be this terrible TV show called Crossing Over. And the psychic would be on stage, 
and people in the studio audience would put up your hand, their hand and, how's my mother doing in the afterlife? Oh, your mother says uh, to be good to your sister, and people start crying and everything. And, and, you know, I think most of it was chicanery, but it's not impossible he was tapping into some demonic, supernatural wisdom. I mean, I, don't, I think your dead mother is in heaven or hell. She's not floating around on earth anywhere talking to psychics. Uh, but demons can masquerade as the dead. So stay away from seances, Ouija boards, astrology charts, because there may be some kind of supernatural power there. It's not from God. Recently, well, not this was a while ago, a lady says to me, Pastor Tom, have you listened to the angel lady on the radio? I said, no. And she said, well, there's a lady on the radio who says everybody has two angels. I said, well, the Bible says we have a guardian angel. Well, she says everybody has two angels and you should pray to your angels because they are your spirit guides. And I said to her, no, in the Bible, you don't pray to angels. You just pray to God. And you know what's happened? The New Age movement has co-opted angels. <laughs> um, last month I was in the store and a man came up to me. Oh, Pastor Brock, I love your TV show. I watch it every Sunday, etc. And, and But you said we shouldn't pray to angels. This is a Catholic man. He takes out a little piece of paper that looked very old. And he said, I've been praying this for many years. Archangel Michael... Protect me this day from the devil. And he said, should I not be praying this? And I said, I would tweak it. I would pray, Father in heaven, protect me this day <laughs> from the devil. Because in the Bible, we don't pray to anyone but to God. Let's look at verse 7 again. The demon says to Jesus, I adjure you, that means you got to swear to God, I adjure you by God, do not torment me. Here's the next lesson. Demons can use God language. This is a weird verse. The demon is telling Jesus, Jesus, swear to God to me, you're not going to hurt me. <laughs> That's a weird verse. But my point is, just because people talk about God and even the Bible does not mean they're from God. Satan can quote scripture too. He did it to Jesus in the desert, if you remember. Um, just because somebody shows up at your door quoting the Bible does not mean they are from God. I'll give you an example. I always pray before I get on the plane. Lord, put me next to someone to show the gospel if that's your will. So years ago, I'm getting on the plane to go to Italy. I pray the prayer. I get on the plane and I'm surrounded by 20 young men in white shirts, black ties, missionary for the Church of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons. I'm sitting next to a young Mormon man. Plane takes off. I open my Bible. He opens his big Book of Mormon. And we talk. And he says, well, we, we Mormons believe in the Bible. And I tried to be very polite, but my point was, no, you don't. The Bible teaches there's one God. Mormons believe in thousands of gods. The Bible teaches that when you die, you go to heaven or hell. Mormons teach if you die, you might become a god and get a universe of people to worship you. Mormons teach that our God, the Father, didn't used to be God. He was a man on another planet who attained godhood. None of this is in the Bible. So we had quite the talk. and. Um, 
I think the Mormon leader sensed what was going on. So he came over and made the young man get up and the Mormon leader sat next to me. <laughs> it was a little awkward. But you know what the young man said before he got up? My dad is an evangelical Christian and he begged me not to come on this trip. And there he, they go off for two years to do their mission work. Um, listen, again, just because someone talks about God, just because someone talks about the Bible, does not mean they're from God. Jehovah's Witnesses at your doorstep say that they are believers in the Bible. I don't think so. Look at verse 8. For Jesus had been saying to him, the demon, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And he was asking him, What is your name? And he said to him, My name is Legion, for we are many. Here's the next lesson. A person can have multiple demons. A legion in Rome was 6,000 soldiers. So this man had lots of demons. You can have more than one demon. And you know, if you're watching this show and, and you think maybe something demonic is going on in you, I encourage you to go to our website, pastorstudy.org, look for the TV show called Spiritual Warfare, and, and tap the button. Watch that 30 minutes, because we interviewed an exorcist, and he'll give you some good advice. But um, let's go to the next verse. Before we do, though, this is the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Luke tells the same story about the demoniac, but adds a detail that Mark leaves out. And here's the detail. The demon then says to Jesus, Do not send us into the abyss or to the pit. And, and what's the abyss? What's the pit? Well, in Matthew 25, Jesus says when the unbelievers at the end of time will be cast into the lake of fire prepared for the devil and the devil's angels. So demons know they're heading for the pit. And here, Jesus, uh, the demon is saying, Please, Jesus, not yet. And do you know? that the devil is not in hell yet. Demons are not in hell yet. It says in the Bible that Satan uh, uh, prowls around like a roaring lion on earth seeking someone to devour. I mean, people think uh, the devil and demons are down in hell right now having a good time. No, first of all, nobody has a good time in hell. And secondly, they're not going to be in hell until the last day. That's when they're cast into the pit, into the abyss. Look at verse 10. And the man began to entreat Jesus earnestly not to send them, the demons, out of the country. And now the swine stampede. Now there was a big herd of swine feeding there on the mountainside. And they entreated Jesus, saying, Send us into the swine so that we may enter them. And he gave them permission, and coming out, the unclean spirits entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea, about 2,000 of them, and they were drowned in the sea. Here's the next lesson. Satan destroys. Again, John chapter 10, Jesus said the thief comes to destroy. And I've shared this story before, but here's a farm boy that has a very strange hobby. He likes to take cow manure, form it into a sculpture, and bake it in the sun, and, and make manure sculptures. And, and one day he took this, the manure, formed it into the shape of an apple, painted it red, 
baked it into the sun, and it looked just like a real apple. <laughs> but don't bite that apple! And that's my point. Satan can take something very evil and destructive for you, paint it up and make it look real pretty so that you bite and you get destroyed. Satan is out to destroy people. Look at verse 14. And those who tended the swine ran away and reported it in the city and out in the country. And people came to see what it was that had happened. And they came to Jesus and observed the man who had been demon-possessed sitting down, clothed, and in his right mind, the very man who had the legion. And they became frightened. Here's the main lesson of this whole story. Jesus delivers from demons. I bet there's more than one person watching this show, and you could tell your story of how Jesus delivered you from something demonic. And you know, I don't think he does it just once. I think the more we grow in grace and the longer we are Christians, the more and more evil stuff he delivers us from. Verse 16. And those who had seen it described to them how it had happened to the demon-possessed man and about all the swine. And they began to beg Jesus to depart from their region. Here's the next lesson. Jesus can affect your economy. Well, Jesus, would you please move on? 2,000 of our, of our livestock are gone. We don't want you to hurt anymore. Bye-bye. And... Um, one, one pastor said this, The Gerasenes cared more about the pigs than the healed man. This was a test from God for them. Would they rejoice in the healing or beef about the pork? <laughs> so let me ask you the question. Do you let Jesus affect your economy? Here's a man who's going to get baptized. He's in the church, the family and friends are there, the pastor's about to baptize him, and the man says, Oh! I'm sorry, Pastor, I forgot something. Can you just hold on a few minutes? He runs out the door and later comes back, oh, okay, I'm ready to get baptized. The pastor said, what was that all about? And he said, well, uh, I left my, my wallet at home and I wanted to put my wallet in my back pocket so that when you baptize me, you baptize my wallet too. <laughs> Have you let God baptize your wallet? Do you tithe? Do you give 10% of your money to the Lord? And then above the tithe, do you give offerings? More than 10% wherever you, like missions or whatever. There's a very generous man who likes our TV show. And he very generously supports this show so we can be all over the country. Um, he said to me recently, I didn't start tithing until I started watching your show. I want to encourage you, if 10% of your money doesn't go to the Lord, uh, let God baptize your wallet. And then look at verse 18. And as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed was entreating Jesus that he might accompany him. But Jesus did not let him. But he said to him, Go home to your people and report to them what great things the Lord has done for you. Next lesson, be a missionary at home. Not everybody is called to be a missionary overseas. Everybody is called to be a missionary at home. You talk to your family about Jesus, your friends about Jesus, people at work about Jesus. And, and what, what do you say 
to your family and friends about Jesus. That's the next part of the verse, verse 19. Go home, he says, and tell the Lord, tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had mercy on you. That's the main message. Here's what we tell people when we're evangelizing them. The Lord had mercy on me. You just tell them simply, look, I'm a sinner. I deserve hell for my sins, but God had mercy on me. He sent Jesus to come to earth. Jesus lived the perfect life I never could. Jesus died on the cross for my sins, rose from the dead, and I'm forgiven. I'm going to heaven because the Lord had mercy on me. Now, let's look at verse 20, end of the story. And the man went off and began to proclaim in Decapolis what great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone marveled. I want you to notice something crucial. In verse 19, Jesus says, go tell people what the Lord has done for you. And he goes off and verse 20 says, and he tells people what Jesus had done for him. And so here's an important point. Jesus is the Lord. Jesus is God. We're going to put on the screen here. Uh, do we have the verses maybe? <laughs> the Jesus, well, we don't. Um, write them down. If the Jehovah's Witnesses show up at your door, here is, and they tell you Jesus is not Lord, he is not God, here's what you tell them. John chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, all teach, those are just some of the verses that teach Jesus is God. Well, that is what we learn from Jesus and the day he cast demons out of people. Can I review it for you? Here's what we just learned. Demons exist. They're probably fallen angels. Satan can give people supernatural strength. Satan wants to destroy you. Satan can give you supernatural knowledge. Uh, demons can use God language. Uh, a person can have multiple demons. Uh, Satan destroys. Jesus delivers us from Satan's destruction. Jesus can affect your economy if you let him. Uh, be a missionary at home. And your main message to people is, the Lord has had mercy on me. And the big point is, Jesus is the Lord. He's God. He's the eternal second person of the Godhead because only God has more power than the devil. Amen. Welcome to the portion of the pastor study where we ask Pastor Brock questions regarding the Bible. Pastor Brock, number one, did God create the devil? Well, Christianity is what's called eternal monism. Mon meaning one. We only believe one thing is eternal, and that's God. There are world religions that are eternal dualists. They believe two things are eternal, good and evil, mm -hmm. but not in Christianity. So only God is eternal. So yes, everything else is created by God, including the devil. Now the theory is, and I think it's a good theory, but again, some of this the Bible does not spell out. The theory is Satan started out as a good angel, and he rebelled, and he became the devil. I think that's a good theory. Um, but yeah, ultimately God created everything. So, hmm. yes. How do I know if I have a demon? Well, what I was taught at seminary is stay away from the occult because demons can enter through getting involved in things like seances and Satan worship and tarot cards and Ouija boards. So, so just stay away from all the occult stuff. I remember a professor also saying he believed committing grievous sin 
can open the door to the devil. So mm -hmm. stay away from sin, of course. Uh, so, but you know, again, I don't know anywhere in the Bible that it clearly says where demons come from. Jesus does tell the story of a demon being cast out of somebody and the demon goes wanders around the dry places and the demon comes back and the mm -hmm. person is empty, swept up and clean, and the demon brings in seven others and the guy's worse off than he started. So you wanna fill your life with the Holy Spirit, pray, read your Bible, go to church, and that prevents things, yeah. Okay. How do demons enter people? Um, well, like we said, mm -hmm. just the occult can be bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you believe in exorcism? I do. If you go to our website, pastorstudy.org, there's a TV show you can watch there. All of our shows are there. Mm -hmm. But push the button that says spiritual warfare. And we interviewed an exorcist mm -hmm. for half an hour. And so if you think you've got this problem, pastorstudy.org, there it is, and you just go to the Spiritual Warfare Show. Okay. What are the cults? A cult is a group that says it's Christian, mm -hmm. but isn't. Like Judaism, Buddhism, Hinduism, those aren't cults because they don't claim to be Christianity. But the groups that say they're Christians, but aren't, are Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, Latter-day Saints, um, uh, the Christian Science Church, the Unity Church, the New Age religions, a lot of them claim Jesus is our guru and we follow him. No, you don't. And so those are the religions to stay away from. They're cults. And I'll, just to briefly explain, Mormons believe in thousands of gods. Mm -hmm. The Bible teaches there's one God. Mormons teach you can become God if you're a good Mormon. The Bible never teaches that. Mormons do not believe our God, the Father that we worship, is eternal. They think he was a Mormon man on another planet who attained Godhood. No, the Bible says in Psalms, from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. So that's Mormonism. Jehovah's Witnesses deny that Jesus is God and eternal. Uh, they deny the Trinity. And they say that the word Trinity is nowhere in the Bible. They're right. The word Trinity is not in the Bible. The concept of the Trinity, one God and three persons, you can find in the first paragraph of the Bible. Mm -hmm. God creating the Holy Spirit and God spoke the word. So, um, uh, and then stay away from uh, Christian science. Mary Baker Eddy believed that sin does not really exist. Sickness does not really exist, which is why they don't go to doctors. Well, sin doesn't exist. Why did Jesus come to earth? He came to earth to pay for our sins. Mm -hmm. So it's a strange religion. It uses the Bible, but it also mainly follows her key to science and health of the scriptures or something that she wrote. Okay. Yeah. I've got a question. I'm curious. What yeah. do you think happened to the demons that were in the swine after they fell over the cliff. All right, so the demons go into the pigs, the pigs die at the bottom of the cliff. Yes. So what happened to the demons? Yes. We don't know. Maybe they wandered looking for other people to possess, but it doesn't say that, so we have to guess. Okay. There we go. Well, everybody, thank you for being with us today. We'll see you next time at the Pastor Study. Thank you for watching the Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write the Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always. If you've been blessed by the pastor's study, would you consider a tax-deductible gift to help us reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ? You can donate at our website, pastorsstudy.org, two S's, 
or mail a check to the pastor's study. P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55441. May the Lord bless you and have a wonderful week.